Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the We Believed You Paranormal Podcast. I'm Eric. And I'm Michelle. And we got another episode for you guys today. Um, We're going to be talking to uh, Amanda. Uh, She's another one of our friend Ugo's. Friends. Yeah, friends. Uh, You guys might remember him from episode two. Yep. I believe. Yeah, Yeah. Episode two. Um, yeah, he really helped us out by um, sharing, letting people know that uh, that we had the podcast and a bunch of his friends, you know, commented on there. And uh, I've just been uh, picking out people from from that post. So, I mean, if you guys could do the same, that would, we help that would help us out immensely. Um, so, yeah, that's who that's who we're interviewing today. She's a friend of Google's and uh, more than likely will be a friend of ours after this. Yeah, that's that's the really awesome thing about this podcast that I've really enjoyed is, um, I mean, obviously some of these people we've talked to we know, but the people that we don't know or like friends of friends or anything like that, it, it we always end up meeting new people. And for me, that's a big deal because it's hard for me to do because I'm shy and quiet and introverted. But uh, by the end of it, like we all have a good time. And yeah, it's been awesome. Yeah, usually, usually I'm the one that... Uh... I, I try to to get the the people on here, but I, I know because I do know it's a little bit. It costs my sister a little bit of extra <laughs> effort to do. Emotional not effort, effort. But like, yeah. <laughs> Emotional effort. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, the thing for me is it's it's easier when it's not face to face. So it's like if I get a rejection or I get like a no, I'm like, ah, hey, whatever. You know, it it doesn't matter. You know, but um, a lot no. of these people have been really good about you know, or you know, willing to uh come on here and and talk to us and stuff like that so it's been it's been really easy for me and um and like I said I'm glad my sister's able to kind of get out of her comfort zone a little bit talking to people she doesn't really know and it's not like we just talk to them um you know just through the voice we actually do video chats and and so that way we can have almost a conversation with them and stuff like that so it's uh it's it, I, I feel like it helps her. I don't know if that's how she feels. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, it, it does for sure. I've gotten a lot better in the last, you know, couple of years, I guess, about being more social. But um, it was funny that you mentioned, you know, it's not face to face. You can handle a rejection easier. And I'm just thinking about that one, like, thumbs down I saw on one of our YouTube videos and i got so sad and thought about it for a week <laughs> yeah I, that's that's what i wanted to talk about today is that uh hey i mean it's just mean it just means that we're making it you know <laughs> we, yeah. we've got our first hater bring it on haters yeah it's fine no please don't it's bring it on we're deal. just you yeah know. no we're, please don't we're trying but, yeah but i mean, I mean hey well, Every good say, YouTuber. Oh, sorry. Jesus <laughs> every good YouTuber has their dislikes, so or every good podcast, I'm sure, has their haters and their their people that dislike their stuff, so their content. Yeah. Oh, I forgot what I was gonna say. Now I'm so sorry. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yes, I, I mean, no, uh, don't. <laughs> I was just gonna say. Um, I mean, I know we're we're gonna gonna get blah. i know we're gonna get haters at some point but i feel like we got more love than hate so that's good yeah all the the only thing i was gonna interrupt with was that when uh in, in that little moment right there i was uh i looked up at the the recording time and it said three thirty three. so i was like nah we're all good <laughs> nice 
Oh, actually, one thing that I was going to mention, I don't know if anyone cares, but I, and I guess it's not necessarily paranormal, but metaphysical, but I've been trying this uh, new form of meditation where I just stare at a candle and uh, somebody suggested, because I was talking about how like my brain never like shuts off and like I always, it's just loud or whatever. And that's kind of the point of meditation, right? But uh, she said, try focusing on staring at a candle because then it preoccupies your brain or gives you something to like focus on. So your thoughts don't just start like wandering. Um, and that's actually been pretty helpful. So anybody who's trying to figure out the best way to meditate, try staring at a candle. <laughs> that actually sounds interesting. I might, I might try that, but I feel like at the same time, I might just fall asleep. Well, you have to be sitting up. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, I can fall asleep sitting up. Damn, dude, that's talent. Oh, well, what can I say? I don't get uh, enough sleep. That's that's true too. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say something else about it. Oh, uh, now I was just gonna add to that. If you can't sit in a like completely silent place, I usually put on some sort of like meditation music in my headphones because I'd rather hear that than Carlos playing his video games in the background. Cause that's not very soothing. <laughs> Don't need to hear samurai swords when I'm trying to meditate and staring at a candle. Ghost of, Su- of Tsushima. Of course he's playing ghost of Tsushima. I wanted to play that, but I was like, nah, it's I've very, got so I, many other games. I actually really like it uh, or like to watch, I guess, watch him play it. I don't play it, but, um, but I also just kind of love anything like, like that samurai-ish. I mean, we got off on a tangent of video games, but... A little bit, but it's fine. So without further ado, guys, we have Amanda here. Amanda, would would you like to introduce yourself a little bit to us? Sure. Uh, My name is Amanda. I am a paranormal author, and that started because of some paranormal experiences that I had when I was a little kid. I had no idea you're a paranormal author. Now I want to read what? I want to read these books. I had no idea. Yes, yeah. I um, I have a fiction novel series called The Life After Series. The first is Waking Up Dead. The second is Dead Vessel. The third is The Dead Show. Um, the fourth book in this series is going to be released late this spring, early this summer called Dead Revelations. Awesome. Okay. Well, we're definitely going to have a link once we post this for people to, to get to that because I, yeah, did not know. <laughs> Good to know. I, I mean, I, I guess I should have uh, should have expected it being that, again, we we were getting to contact with you through Ugo and Ugo is also an, uh, you know, a writer. So, yeah, it should, <laughs> should have yeah. expected, but it's, uh, it's cool. Yeah, we'll definitely put your links in at the uh, in the Facebook page and, and on our YouTube channel. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. So this first, well, go ahead, Michelle. This is your question. Yeah. So my first question that I always ask uh, our guests is, what was your very first paranormal experience? When I was about four years old, we moved into a house that was brand new, had been built in a brand new subdivision. Unfortunately, that subdivision being just outside of Atlanta was built on a Civil War battlefield. And I guess some of the bodies had been left. So um, the ghost that we had at our house was a 
a Confederate soldier. He was 16 when he was killed. Uh, his name was Robert. And I could see him and talk to him. And of course, my mom passed it off as, you know, I'm four years old, five years old, invisible playmate, that kind of thing. Um, until she started hearing, uh, he would walk the steps in our house. Um, he wanted to protect me, which was interesting. He said I reminded him of his little sister that he had to leave Aww. at home. So he would walk the steps and we had very specific steps. So we had the front staircase, which was nine steps and then a pause as it made a 90 degree turn and then the other nine steps. And then he'd walk down the hall, open my bedroom door if it was closed. And then he'd go through the bonus room over the garage and down the back steps. And you could actually hear the footsteps. And when my mother could hear that, because for some reason she was up and some of those steps would creak, so she would hear them. That's when she started asking me more questions. And she started believing that maybe it was just a little bit more than Amanda's funny little invisible friend. Um, I remember one time, I think it was a couple of years older and she and I had gotten into an argument over something stupid and uh, he stole her frying pan as an act of revenge, I guess, but it was, it was gone. She tore that kitchen apart looking for this frying pan and she couldn't find it. She couldn't find it. She checked everywhere. She checked the garage, checked the attic everywhere. I mean, Things, places it couldn't have possibly have been and nothing. So she finally went out, got a new frying pan, had been using it for a little while. And then all of a sudden she opens the cabinet door to start dinner one night and the old frying pan's back. Wow. That, that was funny as heck. And it yeah. still is. It still is funny to me now. Yeah, I've I, like situations like that where things uh, disappear and reappear. Um, but I mean, your mom's is a perfect example where she tore the house apart and like it, she could not find it. It's like where where does it go? Like obviously, it's not hidden somewhere. If she tore that house apart, like is it go to different dimension and then come back or like how? I don't know. I I would love to know like how that even is possible or works. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, yeah. He he liked to play pranks. He, What's like? I, I guess as a 16-year-old kid, he really liked to play pranks. Um, my hairbrush one time ended up in the freezer. So, <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like uh, that story that we just read for the listener stories as well, where um, uh, the whole lady disappeared. It's like, where did she go? Oh, yeah. You know well, I mean? okay. Yeah, but yeah. Amanda didn't hear this one. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> She's not in the loop. She has... Uh, well, no. So, okay. Uh, to recap, it was a mother who went out to the grocery store to grab some eggs, and then she was gone for like nine hours, and the kids and and father like had no idea. It was just on the street too, so she couldn't have gone anywhere. And then um, this bus comes that is like I guess along their route, so the son assumed the you know mom would be on that bus this like black figure was like waving frantically at him and like it just like passed him and it freaked him out um and then finally like i said nine hours later the mom comes home and 
she was like super confused because she's like, I, I, it's, I've been gone like 10 minutes. Everyone's panicking. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, I was, you know, it was weird that it, I went in and it was daytime and I came back out and it was nighttime and like, nobody had any idea like how, like some sort of like time slip, what happened or lost time. Um, but in her mind, it had only been like 15, 20 minutes, but um, oh, wow. nine hours had passed. But it's like, where did she go? I mean, I guess, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, and and um, all right, and it's funny that you mentioned that the you know him being sixteen years old too, because we had just spoken with somebody else about you know the Civil War and and how a lot of these guys were very young, mm-hmm. you know, when they were when they went to battle, you know, and it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, these kids got pulled into this. Uh, someone else's war yeah exactly yeah Yeah, he didn't want to be there he didn't want to at all but unfortunately he really didn't have a choice did he give you any like where i assume he did give you backstory but uh if you could go into a little bit more of his backstory if you have any other information um i don't remember what his last name was Uh, i know he did tell it to me i don't rem- I just remember Robert because again I'm I'm 46 now so this is a long time ago, yeah. um, but I do remember he was from Southern Georgia, more down towards the Florida line, and his family did own land and they did own slaves, um, but his dad wasn't a big he wasn't like one of those big antebellum plantation owners it was they had land they had a farm they they did have some slaves that helped work it but um it wasn't one of the big like you see gone with the wind that kind of thing Mm -hmm. more like a middle class maybe i don't know but um he talked about his sister a lot he talked about missing his mom um and that she had passed uh, a few years after he died. So I guess he was able to keep tabs on them in mm. some fashion. And, and I know that this took place in Georgia as well. I mean, was he, was, is that close by where he passed away or I guess where your house is versus like where he lived or where distance? he lived would have been probably it, it was South. I want to say maybe 50 to 100 miles. I mean, not far to drive, but it would have been a while to, to march. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his uh, his sister, did he say how old she was? Is she about your age or four? She was also? about my age. She was five when he left home. Okay. He oh, was the so oldest. You were, around the, you were around the same age as her too, so. Mm-hmm. Well, well. That's sad. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And so uh, what other pranks did he like to play other than? The frying pan and the hairbrush and the freezer was it a lot of just stuff like that or it was just stuff like that it was it was hiding things or putting things in places where they shouldn't have been um my mom's paints because she did a lot of oil painting at one point ended up in a box in the garage and she painted in that bonus room over the um over the garage so her paints were up there and she had a whole case of them. And it was just the whole case was in a box underneath blankets in the garage. 
Wow. Yeah. I mean, you would think small things, you know, like little tiny things are like, but I mean, frying pans, you know, boxes or you know, like a crate of, of, of colors is, I mean, that's huge, you know? Like, yeah. And that's, that's why I keep saying like, it's, I mean, are these things like, do they pick them up and like move them or is it some sort of like, I don't know, for lack of a better word, like a teleportation kind of situation where it's just a bleep and it goes somewhere else? You know, like, I feel like something that big and heavy, it takes so much energy from a spirit to be able to just pick it up, move, cover it up with blankets and hide like that. I don't know. That blows I wish mind. I knew how he did it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that's just my brain. Like, how did it happen? It's like, a, it's like in the movie Ghost where he's just like practicing where he's like, like, he's like trying to touch something and push it with his hand, but he keeps going through uh, and yeah. finally he's able to do it. It's kind of what I imagine. Want more about Robert? What else? <laughs> what else can you tell us about him? Um, oddly enough, he followed me when we moved. We we moved back to Virginia, and he followed. There would be times where things would go missing, or things would fall over for absolutely zero reason, and it. I could still see him. But I don't know why he followed me. And some people have said that maybe he wasn't a ghost. Maybe it was some kind of attachment. Um, I don't know because he was never oppressive. He was never evil. He was just mischievous. You know, he was a 16-year-old kid in a terrible situation who kind of just attached himself to me because I was like his little sister. So. Right. You know, he, he did follow for quite a while and things just kept happening and my dad never believed it. And my mom always did. And so he would, my dad would joke about, oh yeah, sure. There was just the ghost. Sure. Mm -hmm, Y'all are crazy. Hmm. But, uh, but now that, that is part of what just started me off on a, a lifelong obsession with the paranormal and trying to figure it out or make explanations like Michelle you said you want to know how this happens well, so do I and yeah. so you know uh, it's it started my love of all things paranormal supernatural I, I don't I don't I mean even if it wasn't necessarily like something that's just like a recurring thing in the house like it was a spirit I mean it, it was probably just because he couldn't move on from possibly the way he that, that he died and maybe he did attach to you because, again, since you reminded him uh, reminded him of his sister, it was something that he didn't want to, like, you know, let go. And that's why he stuck with you for so long. I or mean, familiar or comfortable, yeah. you know what I mean? It was a little piece of home that I'm sure he probably missed. And yeah, probably. And I accepted him. So, you know, it was, it was just he was my friend. He kind of looked after mm -hmm. me like an older brother. I was an only child. So, you know, it, it was kind of comforting to me to have, know I had somebody looking out for me and watching over me too. And how, how old, like you said it started at four years old until about how, how old that you can remember? Um, probably in my twenties. Oh, really? Yes. And were, were you like seeing him this whole time or did he, was it? My ability to see him faded as I grew older, but I could still feel him. I'm kind of a sensitive so yeah, I could still, while I couldn't communicate with him and I couldn't see him clearly, it was, it became, I could still feel when he was around. I could mm -hmm. still sense intention 
if that makes sense. So, and, and then I think he finally, as I was growing up and getting older and, and moving on in my own life, you know, meeting, dating, um, getting married, that kind of thing. I, I think maybe he felt he could let me go. Mm-hmm. And is, has he ever like come back for like a brief visit? Have you ever felt him again or is, is he no. for sure? I think he's, I think he passed. I think he's, I think he's gone on. Yeah, that's good. Well, I mean, that's good. That is maybe good again, maybe, I don't know. This is just me thinking, um, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. Maybe once he saw that you were doing well in your life, it was kind of again, a comfort for him kind of like, okay, like this is my little sister, you know, she's doing well. She doesn't need me anymore type of thing. Right. And kind of felt good and just like, all right, well, I'm ready to go and just, you know, moved on finally. I, hope I mean, so. that's what I would hope. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I would hope, you know, because after having to go through something like that, you know, a, a battle like that, and then, you know, be stuck here for, for you know, <laughs> years and years, ever, forever. Yeah. Just to finally be able to move on and, 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 you know, transition would be, I mean, I think the best thing, hopefully for him and stuff. So. Right. Yeah. And one thing that I really love about just this story in particular is, Again, my favorite thing is when people have positive ghost stories or positive like experiences with ghosts, um, because I think there's this like thing about ghosts or the paranormal in general that it's all like doom and gloom and demons and scary and things like that. And so to have an experience like this where this, yes, this was a spirit that had passed on, but he was protective and he was nice and he was sweet to you. Maybe not necessarily to your mother when she was like, you know, getting after you and stuff. Yeah. But for the most part, you know, he was it was a good positive experience. Like I, I love that. That's awesome. It was. Yeah. I've I've had the scary too, just because of my infatuation with the subject matter. You know, when I was um younger I I got into a, a ghost hunting group and so I have had scary, but I also just I started with that positive experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave me the strength to face a lot of things that I have been able to face and survive in my life is because I had him in my corner when I was young and defenseless and he kind of kept scary away, I think, because I think mm-hmm. there was a lot more in that neighborhood than just him. Uh, what what else do you feel was in that neighborhood? I had other friends that had other experiences in their house. And when I went to their house, their houses kind of got quiet. Mm -hmm. So I think that was him protecting me. Whereas, you know, I would have friends who would talk about shadows Mm -hmm. and dark shadows in their houses, walking through the halls and um, growls and, and things like that. And I didn't have that. And again, the whole neighborhood was a Civil War battlefield. So I can mm-hmm. imagine that there was probably a whole lot of negativity there, too. Yeah. So, and I got lucky enough to get the good kid. Yeah. <laughs> With this kind of, I, I just want to hear all your stories, really, that you have to say. It's <laughs> like a timeline. But, um, you know, you, you said you're sensitive. Other than him, were there any other spirits or anything that you saw uh, maybe around the same time when you were younger or, or just felt or experienced as you got older and weren't necessarily able to see anymore? Um, I've seen some shadows. I have seen those. There was a particular experience with that 
um, ghost hunting group that I got into in my young adult time. Uh, and this was back in the 90s. So this was seriously amateur hour. Um, we had just digital recorders and Polaroids and that was it. Um, but that there was a house that was, I apologize for the fuzz. Uh-oh. I am sorry about that. I forgot the dryer was going. Oh, um, it's all good. Uh, it was a very negative area. It was a very negative house. And I did see something that I would classify as demonic in that house. Um, that was probably one of the scariest things I've ever seen. But I have also seen just random spirits sometimes. And I know it probably makes me sound crazy, but no, not at all. <laughs> like you're talking to the right crowd right now. Yeah. You are my people, mm-hmm. yes. um, but we'll be driving somewhere and, and I'll see somebody on the side of the road and I'll look again and they're not there, Yeah, but I'll see across. Hmm. Like somebody was was killed there, and it's like, oh, oh, okay, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they look like solid people, like they're not like, yeah, just it looks like a, a normal person, and then they're gone. Or sometimes it'll maybe be a little wispy, um, mm. but you know, driving at night, that kind of thing. You know, you've got the, the headlights and stuff so that kind of mess with your vision a little bit, and. So you look again and nothing. And that's just, I kind of just, I'm like, okay, all right. Somebody died there. I know what I saw. Um, You know, my husband doesn't really believe in ghosts either. So he's just, he takes my dad's stance of, okay, yeah, sure. Um, But (laughs) uh, it just, it it happens. And I have felt um, my dad passed and he has been with us a few times and we have actually um, gotten his voice on recorder saying oh, wow. I love you to my daughter oh no yeah and so sweet. Um, you know I, I don't know what I'm in for in the next few days um, as I told Eric in messenger um, my mom passed Wednesday oh, we're so, so sorry so to hear sorry. that thank you um so I, I, I may be in for a little bit more spiritual activity around here, but um, it'll be nothing bad, and it'll be for my daughter and, and my son, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I I was actually just telling Eric about um, a show called Surviving Death, and it kind of goes a lot into the afterlife and um, how some people weren't believers, and then, you know, things happened that made them believers. And, you know, I, I feel like you're already a step ahead knowing that there is, you know, something, um, and, and they can come visit and, and see us and be with us and hear us, even if maybe it might be a little harder for us to be able to communicate back. But, you know, yeah. the fact that you already know this is, I feel like you're already ahead of the game. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that makes it any easier, but, um, yeah, I'm so sorry. No, thank you. I wasn't bringing it up for that. I just, you know, I, I was just trying to convey that I'm kind of expecting it and kind of have 
already felt a little bit mm-hmm. just yeah. you know at times when I'm crying I'll get this tingling sensation on my arms like I'm getting a hug yeah, yeah. so you know I, I definitely believe that it, even if they're not tied here they do come and visit their loved ones mm-hmm. mm. for sure definitely no I um go ahead sorry that's fine. No, I'm just trying to fig- figure out what to. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to. I was gonna. I was gonna try and move on, but I really had nothing to transition. And, and I was, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, no, no, it's no, okay. No. I was gonna start talking just to talk, but that's not good because it it, it it's not good to just fill. You know, try and fill. I think time. both of us are just terrified to sound insensitive, and that's not. Yeah. What no, we be. <laughs> no, you're you're not, and I'm sorry. I probably shouldn't no. have brought that up. No, 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 no. no. it's I mean, okay. I mean, again, like it's it's what you're experiencing, and and you know you're talking about what's going on in your life, and and um, I mean, in a way, it is it's it's it is kind of paranormal related, but at the same time, like I like before we got on like the call, like after you told me that, I in my head like started kind of thinking like you were gonna get some sort of message or or some sort of something from her like between when you told me and the time of this recording, I don't know if you did or not, or, but I, that was like the feeling that I was getting, but I, I mean, I'm not, again, I'm not psychic or anything. So, you know, but it, it was just funny that you were bringing, starting to, you yourself said that you had a feeling that you're this within these next, you know, this next few days or whatever. You're struggling. That you're, I am. <laughs> really bad. Um, Should we? Move I made on? it totally awkward. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can go back to the demon house. That's fine. Yeah. I, I almost like want to leave all this in here because it's kind of hilarious just watching I mean, you. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Please was, go back to the demon house, but real quick, hold on. I just want to clarify that what I was trying to say was when you did tell me about it, I got this feeling that you were gonna get a message or, or, or hear from your mother, you know, soon, you know, and, you know, now you're telling us that you, you have the same feeling. So I just, and again, I just want to clarify, I'm not a psychic or anything. And, mm-hmm. but it was just a feeling that it I kind of is, but, I'm not. Uh, but you, you know, that's you just the feeling I, I, I was getting, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I hope you do just to, you know, cause I know it's always uh, for some people, for a lot of people, it's, it's a comfort and, you know, I can only imagine what you're going through and, and I hope that you do get something like that to help you feel more at peace with, with her passing and stuff, you know? Thank you. But yeah, let's go back to the demon house. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The demon house is actually something that I'm putting my personal experience with it into Mm -hmm. uh, the fourth book, a little bit into dead revelations. So, um, just a little bit of it, and I'm changing a lot of it. But we went to this house that had a bad history, and apparently, um, the it had been in the 70s that this happened. But the dad was a postal worker, and he, the legend is, he went crazy and might have been dabbling in the occult, and so he went crazy. He killed his wife. The kids ran out of the house hearing the shotgun. They ran and hid in the back shed. 
and he found them there and he shot them. Then he went upstairs and killed himself. We went to the house. It had been abandoned for probably 15 years and there had been squatters. The place was, there were holes in the floor in some places. Um, but I definitely got the feeling that things were not good. Um, and I was kind of the group's sensitive. We didn't have a psychic really. Um, but it was, it was a very uncomfortable feeling. It was probably the darkest feeling or the most evil, if, if you want to use that word feeling I've had. And I went upstairs once and that was the worst that had the strongest feeling of oppression, of anger that I have ever felt, um, and anytime they went back upstairs to investigate, I stayed my happy butt downstairs. <laughs> um, one time we went out there three times to do the investigations. And um, the second time we went out back to look at the, the land because it had been a farm. And we found a stone circle in the back field. And then I turned around and both me and my friend turned turned around and looked back at the house and we both saw a dark shadow moving. There was a hole in the roof and we saw it moving upstairs. So that was scary. And then like an idiot, I went back for the night investigation. <laughs> um, and my friend Lavelle and I, first off, the per first person to ditch was the I'm not afraid of anything person. <laughs> of course, of course. It was. Of course. The Mr. Bravado, I'm not scared. Of, I don't believe in this stuff anyway. He was the first one to turn tail and run. Yeah. And he went back out to the car. And then another friend left. There was four of us total. So Lavelle and I were left. We were in the living room. We were standing back to back. There had been two candles we placed in the kitchen in diagonal corners. And it was a hot, still Georgia night. And there was no wind. Everything was peaceful other than the evil feeling in the house. And all of a sudden, a wind kicked up inside the house. Hmm. What was the debris and stuff started going everywhere. Wow. And then we hear a growl coming from the stairway. Fucking growls, man. Demon uh, 101. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, we see these orange eyes that are about uh, maybe six feet in, in the air. I mean, so I'm. it was kind of a darker than the darkness that was around us because we didn't have any lights on at the time. Hmm. And we we were sideways to it because he and I were standing back to back. And I said, do you see that? And he looks and he says, yep. <laughs> what do we do? We get the hell out of here. What do you think? And he grabs my yeah. hand. We go through the kitchen. One of the candles was out. And the other one, and we just left them there. We're like, yep, have fun with the candle. And... Yeah. We left, and that was the last time we ever went back there. Um, oh, no. But, that, yeah, that, that is probably the most intense, scary experience I have ever had. 
if something is blacker than the black around, like darkness around, like yeah, you you just leave. There, yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> no glowing no, that, orange eyes. No, thank you. Yeah. No, I, I was pretty much already at that decision. I just didn't want to leave yeah. him alone. And uh-huh. when he's like, "Yeah, no, we get the heck out of here," I was like, "Good." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that story too almost gave me like Amity Horrorville. Uh, Amity. Amityville Horror. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it has a lot. Horror, and, and I don't know how much of the history of that house is true. And I don't right. know how much of it is just urban legend or tall tales told by people that were around. But that was supposedly, that was the history of the house. And yeah, you're right. It does have a lot of um, DeFeo echoes to it yeah. where, it, you know, the shotgun and, and killing everybody. Um, but but I mean, yeah, because it's 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 not like obviously, um, what's the word? Um, I don't know. It's not just an Amityville thing, right? Like obviously, there's been other demonic possessions where something like that happens, where the guy. Because I, I actually recently, I don't even know what I was watching. If it was a paranormal show, if it was just like a a true crime type of thing where they were talking about a murder that happened, where the guy literally went in there killed his mom his dad then went and killed his sisters and then like his one of his younger sister was or i don't know if it was one of his sisters was like he was, he went with a shotgun to the bed and she was like do it do it you know this is like egging him on oh, and wow. he was like you know why i have to do this this and that she was like just do it if you're gonna and he shoots her and he kills her oh, and then wow. he like he claimed you know that it was like a demonic thing and then they kind of put him in like you know they did the whole um uh, what's psychiatric it evaluation yeah they did the whole like no that the the whole plea where they're like oh well he's in criminally oh, insane yeah, yeah they pleaded insanity so um i don't remember if they ended up uh like actually testing him and it turned out that it was like fake but that was like kind of like what he had said it was like i was possessed and that's why i killed everybody and this and that type of thing mm-hmm. so it definitely like it's not uncommon i guess for something like that to to happen and again it's all i don't know why it's always a shotgun but i guess it's more (laughs) likely for someone to have a shotgun in their house i guess especially it was rural georgia so you know it makes a little more sense for the shotgun i guess and it was farmland yeah um i have a, a question i guess for for everybody um just somebody kind of put the thought in my head and now i'm I guess want to hear y'all's opinion too is that um you know a lot of the times people think these negative or scary entities are demons right like that's everyone's go-to is it's a demon but uh, I had someone else say like I mean if the person was an asshole in life they're gonna be an asshole in death too and they're gonna you know come off as like these big bad like evil you know entities or demons you know they they're gonna portray themselves as that but it's just some grumpy old man or like you know some asshole yeah. basically um do, i mean do you guys what do you guys think about that do you, do you think that there's probably some truth to that i mean i know this is all theory and speculation there's no way to get facts but i mean well i want to hear amanda first and then, i mean and then i'll i'll jump in after my Very thought soon. is i am really hesitant to classify anything as demon because demon has such strong religious connotations yeah i would say non-human you know, mm-hmm. there there are definitely things out there that have never been human. And I do also think that what you are in life carries over after death. And if you were a 
jerk and like to push people around, then you're going to be a jerk and like to push people around in the afterlife, especially because you have so much less control and the people who like to do that kind of thing generally like to do it because they like to show they have control over these people and they're so powerful, blah, blah, blah. And they have even less control in the afterlife. So they're going to get a little bit more bully like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would, I would have to agree. Like she was saying about the whole, you know, not human. I mean, there's some humans that are not human, you know, take our yeah. grandfather, for example, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, if you want to hear more about him, episode four guys but you know he was, <laughs> he was, a, he was an, an asshole, asshole basically you know and and he was an oppressive person in life so i mean a lot of times people associate like oppression with you know demonic um uh activity or demonic hauntings and stuff like that but you know people can be oppressive in life so you know if they die and that's the kind of person that they were in in life i mean i'm sure in death they're going to be the same so uh, yeah, I definitely feel like not necessarily all kinds of negative hauntings or negative things that happen like that, where there is some sort of oppression or just, you know, people feeling, you know, uh, scared or, or like they're being overtaken by these people. It, it's not necessarily demonic. It's just, that's probably what, what the person was like when, you know, they were, they were alive. Like <clears throat> if you can kill your entire family. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you know? um, and, and like like you were mentioning to Amanda about Georgia, you know, the battlefields and stuff like that. I'm sure there was a lot of dudes like I'm sure there's a lot of guys in war now that actually enjoy doing it. I'm not saying that's the majority. I'm not saying that's everybody, but I'm sure there were people, especially back in the day, like that liked being out there and then doing what they were doing. You know what I mean? Uh, it so gave them I mean, an excuse to exercise that dark part of themselves exactly so i mean if they if they died during doing that kind of stuff it just leaves that kind of energy around so i mean you're gonna feel it and that's why you know some some of the houses in that area and i just got chills down my left side but (laughs) if you if you um uh that's why i feel like some of those houses had that negative energy you were very fortunate to have somebody who didn't want to yeah exactly didn't want to do that and obviously and and he was there to protect you but you know that's not always the case just like in life you don't always run into good people you know so exactly and i mean that's not to say that what you experienced in the house wasn't possibly a demon it was just it made me think of like this jerk shoots his entire family if that is and shoots himself like if he's the one stuck in the house like he could also be you know trying to be this evil thing or Mm -hmm. he was possessed and now it's just roaming around the house but uh yeah that's again me just i want all the answers but can't get any (laughs) unfortunately and like i said i have no idea how true the the story is but we did find the stone circle in the farmland and so if that was some kind of ritual circle that he was using, then God knows what he may have invited onto that land. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely uh, – it's curious. Like I, like whenever people talk about stuff like that, like I know we had a, another guest on, Dan, that was uh, – that talked to us about how we could go into like the history of, you know, stuff in our community and other places and stuff like that. But it always – it's it's always um, – curious to me like 
to actually investigate. I would like to like know more, like you said, about the, the history of that house, the actual family, see if you could like bring up death records and um, and stuff like that. Excuse me. Um, or even like Robert. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. look into like death records and see if you can find actually find Robert's name and, and see how he died. And, and I mean, again, it would be cool because you would be confirming. Yeah. Like this is, this was actually what he's I was. Real. Yeah. He's real. He was a real person, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'd love to be able to look at some of the history of that. Was there a reason why you stopped investigating? At that point, that experience with that house was very negative. We all kind of stopped at that mm-hmm. point, And then not long after I moved away. Okay. Yeah. And uh, there was a reason I was going to ask was uh, my brother and I were kind of having that conversation um, because he was investigating and then he had that oh shit moment where something happened to him and then he stopped. And um, we were having, we're talking about how I'm still very, very curious, but I think because I haven't had that big like oh shit moment to (laughs) scare me into just not completely i mean i I have some self-control so it's it's i've been okay but i'm still probably too curious and i need to watch myself (laughs) i would still investigate if i could but um i have health issues that kind of make it a little difficult for me to do so at this point in my life so you know and when i when i moved away i found my husband like three weeks after I got here mm-hmm. and it was just this whole roller coaster of life happening so mm-hmm. I just never got back into it yeah, yeah. makes sense I kind of want to know what inspired uh, your books well, or for you to kind of literally the question I wrote down was how do you get like material for your books is like wait so then you knew this or did you just write it like I when you found out this no, was... like literally oh, okay. Okay, okay, was... okay, sorry. I, was, I was gonna be like how did you not tell me okay yeah no because remember I, I told you I have a notepad <laughs> and I have a pen oh, and whenever right. something pops in my head I write it down so I don't gotcha. forget to you know ask <laughs> okay well Go ahead and ask the question. <laughs> yeah, I just I was you know curious because you, you were talking about how you do write paranormal. Did you say it will paranormal fiction and stuff like that? But how is it that you get the material? Is it like you mentioned earlier? One of your books is based off or the the new book that's coming out is based off of the experience that you had. Is that the case for all your books, or is it just you know stuff that comes up and it like pops into your head and you just write? A lot of it is stuff that just kind of comes up or, or dreams, things like that. Um, what if questions are a great thing with me. Um, uh, as I said, I've, I've been into the paranormal since I was a kid. So, of course, I watched when Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures and all those shows started coming out. I was like, oh, my God, they're making programming for me. Yeah. And I started watching those like crazy. And... One of my big things is they get a little bit of a voice clip. They'll get a shadow, maybe a lot of personal experiences that they can't document. Mm. Um, And it's what if there's something on the other side, there's rules they have to follow where they're not allowed to give concrete evidence. They're not allowed to, they have to be careful, you know, they keep interest high, but no concrete evidence. And that was my what if question that started this whole series. Hmm. So in this, it's the main character is a ghost. She's dead. And she's one of the ones that's in charge of keeping the other ghosts in line in these haunted locations. 
you know, if there's an investigation that's going on with some ghost hunters, they're there to make sure that, you know, you keep the ornery ghosts quiet so that they don't draw too much attention and things like that. Um, it's actually kind of sounds Yeah. <laughs> I like the, the perspective the perspective like it's not just like a ghost just hanging out like the yeah I've, no, I'm very know. interested in these books now she she was she was a cop in life and they kind of tapped her like hey you want to keep helping so and and then of course there's an overarching plot going into non-human things um and the different shades of gray in what they're supposed to be doing versus what will actually help and uh, dealing with a non-human entity that has maybe some sketchy but not entirely evil things going on and they're human people that they've been lying to and it's a whole thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Read the books, people. Yeah. uh, The second... (laughs) The second book had a lot to it that was based on a dream. The third book was, okay, I've kind of based this on a what if around the TV shows I was watching. Let's bring in a paranormal TV show, which is why it's called The Dead Show. Um, And then in in this book, yes, I am using, um, I've called it Scarecrow Farms in the book. That wasn't the name of the, the demon house that we investigated, but... Um, and I did give it that history because I, I, it was legend. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, this isn't proof. This isn't, there's, there's no way I can't even remember the address. And I think they tore the house down. So the house itself, it has passed into legend. So I'm going to keep that legend alive a little bit and, I'm going to use the history that I was told for this house and the layout of the house is actually the same. There is a hole in the floor in this little room between the kitchen and the living room where the downstairs bathroom was. And I kept that in the book. So mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of the real stuff that's in the book, but the experiences they have there are different. So it's a matter of kind of blending the real with the fiction that I'm trying to balance because I don't want people coming after me going, you know, um, (laughs) you shouldn't have done that. But, you know, I, it's, it's just a a line that I'm trying to, to walk. Yeah. No, I mean, all those stories sound super fascinating. I'm even more intrigued now. You had me at paranormal, like, fiction, (laughs) but now I'm just like, okay, now now I do have to check it out. (laughs) Thanks. I hope you like them. So, I mean, uh, you talked to us about your books already, and and it sounds like, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm not the biggest reader. I'm not, like... I, you know, I struggle to read 30 pages um, when the teachers would tell us, hey, you guys read 30 pages a night. I'm like, dude, that's like three hours for me. Um, <laughs> because like I read a paragraph and then I literally I like just what I read did not stick in my head. So I had to go back and read the same paragraph multiple times. <laughs> so I would still be interested in reading your books. And I know Michelle is extremely excited to, I'm sure, grab one of your, if not all of your books and read them. Where can we find those? They're on Amazon. Amazon? Okay. Yeah. So, and just search the book title, or is it like a series name or your your name? 
You can search my name. Uh, you can search uh, the Life After series or just the individual books, Waking Up Dead, Dead Vessel, The Dead Show. And is it best to like read them in order or are they books that are just kind of separate? Okay, It's best to read them in order just so you get, you understand the connections between the characters. Okay, cool. Okay. Just and we'll definitely them. make it easier for you guys. And uh, I'll, I'll look, I'll look for them uh, and um, definitely put the links. links. Yes. We'll put the links in. So it will, it's going to be easy for you guys to just click a link and you'll be there. You'll get I'll that. You you'll, the links. Sure. Awesome. Cool. Perfect. Great. Well, Amanda, I mean, it was great having you on here. We're um, happy to hear, you know, from you. And um, thank you again, for having me on. Yeah, no, uh, very this interesting. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. I love this race. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was a great time. Thank you very much. And we're sorry for whatever reason today we're having a lot of difficulty speaking. <laughs> that was Don't you, bro. That. I was fine all okay. the time. <laughs> <sighs> All right. You like passed it on to me at the end there. All right. Okay. So thank you again, Amanda. Thank you. Bye. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys. What did you think about this episode? I liked it. It was great. I love those. I Again, I love it when people have positive paranormal experiences or positive uh, ghost experience because I'm telling you, it's not all bad. I think I've said that like 20 times already, but it's not. Yeah, I mean, it's like we were talking about, too. It's just like the same way that there's bad people out there. um, There's also good people. And um, there's also bad things out there. But there's also a lot of very good things out there, a lot of positive experiences. It's just that that doesn't sell. That doesn't, you know, sell a TV show. That doesn't make people money. So, obviously, that's not going to, you know, that's not going to be what people want to hear or share. You know, everybody wants to be afraid and you know get that those chills running down their spine and you know i will say though um surviving death that is like all the positive side of paranormal that i was telling you about mm-hmm. or like all the, the good stuff it's very heartwarming and i love it again still haven't finished it all but so far like the episodes have been just go watch the show I'm talking to like audience, but also you, Eric, like, I, I think you'd really like it. Yeah. I just, I, I'm, I don't know if it's something that, you know, my wife would watch and then, um, I mean, I've but this is good, me. good paranormal stuff. It's not like trying to scare you. Well, it's... our, our show isn't bad either. And I was listening to, I think it was listening to the podcast when, when that other, this last incident happened. So, oh, I told you your podcast is haunted. Remember? I'm kidding. It's not guys. It's a joke. Nothing's going to follow you home. Let me just knock on wood real quick. Hold on. Does this count? Palo Santo? Yeah. I mean, technically it's wood. (laughs) No. But yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, guys, I'm not the biggest reader either. And uh, those stories sounded pretty interesting to me. Uh, I would definitely make an attempt to read those within the next three years. That's probably how long it would take me to get through them. A book a year, basically. Oh but no, I mean they do sound very interesting. It's something that I want to, I would be interested in in reading for sure. How about I read it and I'll tell you about it? That's how I got through high school, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, um, if you are trying to reach us or would like to keep up with what we're doing, you can find us on 
Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Yeah, so our Instagram is at We Believe You Podcast. Our Twitter is at WBDY Podcast. Our Facebook is We Believe You with a question mark. And our email address is We Believe You at gmail.com. Also, guys, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's the same content if you want to listen to it on there, but uh, you can comment on there. Uh, you can like our stuff. Uh, it does subscribe. Just, you know, it helps us get seen more on YouTube. And also uh, on Apple Podcasts, go on there, give us a five-star review because that also helps us shoot up and, and uh, get more eyes on us. <laughs> it helps us shoot up. Uh, like shoot up in the rankings there you go finish that off thanks um shoot up in the rankings we don't do heroin uh shoot up in the rankings and uh get noticed by people so uh definitely go do that and leave us a review as well because we would love to read those on here i think michelle's checking to see if we do have one no someone just left us another like click the five star but nothing Uh, which again guys we do appreciate we uh we obviously we would love to hear what you guys think about the podcast, but the five star review is is also great. Um, and last week's episode was um, we get your suggestions, we put them in a poll, and then we have you guys vote on what you want to hear about, and then we'll talk about it. That's just a new thing, little, new little dynamic that we're trying to to do. So make sure you keep your eyes out on Instagram for those. If you don't follow us on Instagram. Do it. Because uh, we definitely want to share those stories. And we want to hear from you guys because we believe. Do you 